What do you want God to do with your life? I mean, think about it. If we trust Jesus Christ as Savior, it costs us absolutely nothing. You're saved by grace through faith, and we're saved and saved forever. We have the forgiveness of sins. We have eternal life. We're called children of God. We're called ambassadors of Christ. He's left us on this earth. What does what do you want God to do with your life? What do I want God to do with my life? We know, we, we know that salvation is a gift, but to actually serve him, to live for him, costs us. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your what? Your what? Your bodies as a living sacrifice. So one of the things we do as believers, this has nothing to do with our salvation, but it has to do with service, it has to do with rewards, is we say to the, to the Lord, I want my life to count for you. In fact, that's the key. We want our lives to count for Jesus Christ. Now, I have to say, and we know this, that there are very many Christians who put, very many believers who, or let me say it this way, very many people who trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, and they have eternal life, and they are saved forever, and yet they do not live for Christ. In fact, uh, they've never come to a point where they've said, I want my life to count for Christ. Uh, and and it's, it's wonderful that they did understand, or they do understand, that serving Christ has nothing to do with salvation. But for those of us as believers, one of the goals is that we would live for, live for Christ and we would serve him. And so we want our lives to count for Christ. As we look at this passage, we see that Jabez prayed that his life would be used to bring glory to God. And so this morning, he talks about expanding his border. What in the world does that mean? And we're going to talk about it as we see it. We're going to see that the blessing, because he wanted to be blessed, and this morning we're going to see the blessing and the expansion and some other things. And let me just give you a challenge for all of us. Wouldn't we want God to take our lives and do things beyond what we could even imagine? So we'll see it as we get it. We've been looking, of course, in First Chronicles, uh, and it's you know most people say, well, I've read First First and Second Samuel and some of First and Second Kings, but by the time you get to Chronicles and get started, most people say, well, I, you know, because the, the idea of Chronicles is the idea of of listing and, me- and information and those kind of things. And so we've been seeing this, but right in the middle. Uh, of the first nine chapters of Chronicles is just listing of names, but right in the middle of this thing in chapter 4, it's saying things like the sons of Judah were this and the sons of this were this. And then right in the middle, instead of saying the son of somebody was this, it says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother named him Jabez because I bore him with pain. And Jabez called on the name of Israel saying, and, and so we see a prayer. So as we look at our study, and we've been seeing this over the few weeks, we're looking at four things. The information about Jabez, the information concerning his mother and birth, his prayer, and the results. And that's what we're seeing. So when you think about the information about Jabez, we've already seen that Jabez is described as more honorable than his brothers. And we we said that this is the idea of respected. Uh, It says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. The idea of honorable comes from the the word to, to be heavy, to almost the idea of holiness. So he, he, was, he was an honorable man. He was a man of character, a man. He was a man of good reputation, you might say. The second thing that we saw was his mother. She named him Jabez. Why? Because she says she bore him with pain. And, and it, we would say that that seemed to be sort of a cruel thing to do. I mean, you have a child, and because you said, oh, I, it was so much pain having this baby, I'm going to name him pain. I mean, we name kids' names you know, in the Bible, sometimes God changes people's names. Abram, high father to Abraham, father of many nations. Simon gets his name changed to Peter, which means the rock. Saul, that's Paul. Saul's name was Ask, and then uh, the name Paul means little. 
I mean, you know, so I mean, you look at these kind of things and you see that God sometimes changes names. Well, parents give names, and then sometimes their names get changed because of nicknames and things like that. Most everybody calls me JB. My name is James Harold. Uh, I didn't ever really like the name Harold, and my daddy's name was Harold. I mean, I love, but I'd never liked it. I didn't even like the name James that much. I don't know why, but uh, my family still calls me James because that's where we grew up, but a lot of people call me JB because my high school coach started calling me that, and that, it stuck, and I love it, of course. And and uh, it says this, that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother bore him with pain. That was, that was kind of a hard deal. to realize we have a man who's called pain who didn't want to be known as a pain. I mean, would you want to go the rest of your life saying, yeah, he's a pain, because that's who he is. But he did this. He prayed to God. Notice, Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, to call upon the name of the Lord, to call upon God, is to basically have a prayer. Most every place, now this is a little bit unique, but most every place you see in the Bible where it says, call upon the name of the Lord, or call upon the Lord, it's always for something physical. It's always for a deliverance. It's all for help in some way. Uh, to call upon the name of the Lord in the Bible is not for salvation. It, the passage in the New Testament says, he who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's talking about a physical deliverance there. It's not talking about eternal life salvation. So just remember that as you look at that through the Bible. Well, we see the prayer, and the prayer had, uh, has four parts to it. He prayed for blessing, he prayed for service, he prayed for power, and he pra- prayed for protection. And what is so amazing, and this is, uh, we'll get to it in our last lesson, which will be lesson five. It says, Jabez called upon the name of the Lord, and he said, Bless me and enlarge my border. Your hand might be with me. You'd keep me from harm. It may not pay me. And then he ended, it's ended, and it says, And God granted him what he requested. God answered that prayer. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great truth, that God granted his request. Now, sometimes we lift up prayers, and we always say this, that God answers every prayer. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is wait, but he answers prayers. And so we've been seeing the prayer of Jabez, and so let's look at it. The four parts to the prayer, the first part is, he said, Lord, bless me. Look at it, it says, now, uh, now Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. And we talked about that. The way it's even written in the Hebrew, it has emotion connected with it. It's like to bless me. And realize what this is. This is a blessing being used by God. Sometimes people have taken this and they said, oh, so Jabez wanted material things he wanted. And so today, if we're going to pray the prayer of Jabez, we'd say, oh, Lord, just give me things. I want a big house. I want cars. And, and I've some prosperity teachers use the prayer of Jabez to say you should ask God to give you material possessions. If you look at this passage, he's not asking for material possessions at all. He's not saying give me possessions. He actually says uh, uh, enlarge my border. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from pain. Those kind of things and we'll see it. So the blessings is that his life would be used by God. Look at the rest of the prayer. He says, oh Lord, bless me. Expand my border. That's service. Let your hand be upon me. That's God's power. Keep me from evil. That's protection. So he's not praying for material things. He's praying that God would use him. We realize that the greatest thing you can say to God is, God, would you take my life and use me for your glory? Use me to touch lives for Jesus Christ. I mean, how do you, if you said, God, bless me, what do you want? What, how do you want God to bless him? The greatest blessing of all is to be used by the living God 
to fulfill God's plan and work in this world. Just think about that. The greatest blessing for any of us is that God would take us and use us to fulfill his plan, to, to the, the greatest ideas that God would use us. In First Peter 4.10, he basically says, use the gifts to serve others. Well, who gave us the gifts and who's going to empower us? So as we look at this prayer of Jabez, the very first part is, bless me indeed. And we're not talking about things. We're talking about to be used by God. And I hope when you got into your grow groups a couple of weeks ago or last week or the week before that, and you started talking about what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean when we say, oh, Lord, bless me indeed? We're not talking about give me a bunch of stuff. He does that. We're the richest people in the world. You want to talk about being blessed? Go anywhere. I read, a, I read an article the other day from like the Wall Street Journal, and it said that if you take the people in the United States who are at the level of poverty, go any other country in the world, and they would be upper class and wealthy in any other country in the world. So our poor people are rich everywhere else. That means what are we? We're the wealthiest people in the world. And so if you're saying, God, I'd really like some blessing, you say, boy, I've already done that. Uh, you know, what do you want? You know, so what's the blessing? And we're going to see that the blessing is to be used by God. So the second thing, and this is where we get to it, the second aspect is to expand my border. And notice he says, and enlarge my border. That, the word border there is not necessarily related to property. He's talking about influence. He is asking God to increase his influence. Now think about this. What if you said, Lord, use me to touch lives for you. Use me in a bigger way than I even could imagine. It's for us to say to him, Lord, bless me, and the best way you could bless me is to use me. And for us to pray this, we'd say, Lord, use me beyond whatever I could ask or imagine. Have you said that to God? I've said that to God in my life. I said, Lord, I just want you to use me. I want you to use me beyond what I could even imagine. Because I could think of something like, oh, I want you to use me to do this. But what I really want to say to God is, use me to do things beyond what I could even imagine. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us. Exceedingly, abundantly. Listen, don't, we don't need to just say, oh Lord, please use me. Say, oh Lord, please use me even beyond what I could imagine that you could do through me. I mean, think about this. Look at us in this room. As Paul, as the, when Paul Wright wrote to the Corinthians, he said, there were not many mighty called not many wealthy call. When you look at all of us in this room, all of us would say, hey, we, we just sort of regular old people. Okay? God can take ordinary people and do extraordinary things. He can take us and use us to do things beyond what you could ever ask. Let me just say this. I'm, I'm trying to be real personal here. But if you come to me when I was 16 years old and said, one day you will get to teach the Bible to people, I would have said, that's not... Now, now, first of all, I wasn't a believer. Second is, never had read the Bible. Third is, the thought of standing up in front of people petrified me. I went to college. In my first year in college, you had, you had to take a speech class. And I remember I had to give a speech. And I remember sitting there before the speech, and my hands were on that desk like this, saying, uh, I know my time's coming. I got my little cards. They said you could have two, two or three little cards I mean, I was so afraid. But now, am I afraid? I love it. I can hardly wait to get up here. There is, a, there is the, the, the nervousness or the energy that I have is not fear. It's excitement to be used by God and to make sure that we're clear. 
to make sure because teachers have a different judgment. But the idea here is, how is God going to use you beyond what you could imagine, what you've ever imagined? I know for all of you in this room, there are things that he's done through you that you look back and say, I would have never thought that I could have ever done that. You, You could say, I never thought I could teach that. I never thought that I could share my faith that way. I never thought that I would be able to do something like this. Ask him, Lord, take my life and use me to do things beyond what I could ever ask or imagine. Are we asking God for our lives to be used? So he says, Lord, use me more. Use me to do more. Use me to have a greater influence for you. So the blessing, Lord, take my life. Use it for you. Expand my border, which is increase my service and your influence. Use me, Lord to do things for you. There's a third part of the prayer, and that is, let your hand be with me. Notice he says, uh, verse 10 again, now Jabez called on God of Israel, indeed that you would, oh, bless me indeed, there's the blessing, and enlarge my border, that's take my life and use it even beyond what I could imagine, and that your hand might be with me. What does that mean? That means that the hand of God would be with him. It means that God's hand would be upon him. That means God would use him. That would be God's power. Listen, when you and I say, God, use us for your glory, it's not in my strength and my power I'm going to be used by God. It's in his strength and power. And when you pray, God, take my life and use me and let it be in your power and for your glory. Philippians 4.13, I can do what? All things through the one who does what? Gives me the strength. John 15.5, apart from him I can do what? Nothing. You want to do something great for God? You want God to take your life and use you for your glory? Then you say to God, let it be your hand upon me. Let it be your power through me. Let me live in such a way that you get the honor and the glory. That's the key. It's God's power, the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit, will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.18, be filled with the Spirit. Those are places that the Bible says that we want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I didn't bring my chart, but you know, the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, who comes to live inside you? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is power. The Holy, Holy Spirit is not a power. Holy Spirit is a person. He's God. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I've had a lot of people say things like, well, God, God's a Father, and Jesus is a Son, and the Holy Spirit's just a power. No, the Holy Spirit's a person. The Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit empowers believers to serve the living God. So Jabez is saying, Lord, bless me. In fact, expand my borders. Let me do things beyond what I could imagine. And let your hand be with me. Empower me as I seek to live for you. And so when we say, Lord, I want to be used by you, it can't be used by you in our power because our power is absolutely nothing. It's got to be his power. And that's what he's saying and that you would, your hand would be with me. Now, there's a lot here, and we're going to get through early so you can have more time to get back into the, to, to, the, to our grow groups. But let me just show you one thing before we get to where I put this together. Look at the last part. He says, oh, that you would bless me indeed, there's the blessing, that you would enlarge my border, that's being used beyond what we could imagine, that your hand might be with me, that's God's power, and that, here's the last one, you would keep me from harm that it might not pain me. Now, I know that some of you have different translations. Use your American Standard. 
And they're different translations. Some of them say, keep me from evil, that it might not cause pain. Some of them say, keep me from harm, that I might not be pained. And so next week, when we look at the last part of this, we're gonna, I'm going to bring up some Hebrew words to show you how they're translated and why some of your Bibles have different translations on this so that we can grasp it. The bottom line of the last part is protection. Lord, protect us as we serve you. So Jabez says, and this is what he's saying, Oh, Lord, bless me. Use me for your service and glory. Lord, expand my border. Use me more and more. Use me greater than I could ever imagine. And Lord, let your hand be upon me. Let, let your hand be with me. Empower me to be used by you. And then the last thing, and we'll see it next week, is protect me. Because here, we're together. It's fun. We laugh. We sing. We have a great time. And then all of a sudden, we go into a fallen world. And as we go into that fallen world, we say, Lord, bless me, use me, empower me. But we need his protection, and we'll see it as we go through there. Let me give you some applications. Let's understand the prayer of Jabez. Let's think about what it is when he says, bless me and use me more and more in God's power and protect me and all those things. Just remember, there are people who have looked at this passage and said, Jabez is asking for more and more things. He is not. So understand it. The second thing is, let's pray that God will use us beyond what we can imagine. What if when church is over today and you go home, sometime this afternoon, maybe tonight, maybe the first thing in the morning, what if you said to God, Lord, I want you to use me, and I want you to use me beyond what I could ever imagine you doing through my life? Because, see, we're pretty limited. We're pretty finite, and we think maybe he'll use me to teach something and then when it's all over, you look back and you go, I can't believe what he did. Ask it. Let's pray that God will use us beyond what we can imagine. And last but not least, let's serve God in his power. It can only be God's strength through us. It can only be his hand upon us. So as we think about this, we've got one more section to go and then kind of put the whole thing together. But let's pray that God will bless us, that he'll use us that he uses even beyond what we could imagine, and that we'll do all of this in his power for his glory.